I've always been very fascinated by the wind. I love to sit outside and watch a storm, to see the lightning dancing across the sky, to watch the wind pick up, especially at the ocean. I love to watch how the wind will push the waves whichever direction it wants it to go. It's just fascinating to me. Now my children, not so much. They never did like storms. When they were small, if it would start pouring in rain or the wind would start picking up outside, I instantly started to dread it because I would hear an unrelenting amount of questions. Are we going to have a tornado? Are we going to have a hurricane? And I would have to remind them consistently, uh, we don't live in an area where there are hurricanes and it's highly unlikely that we will have a tornado. But nonetheless, they would keep those questions coming until that storm was gone. Kind of reminds me of an old song that They used to sing, uh, sheltered in the arms of God, let the storms go high, let those dark clouds fly, something along those lines. Because that person knew they were sheltered in the arms of God. And storms come and go in our life, and those winds come and go in our life at different seasons. I'd like to talk to you for just a minute about the winds of change. Not everybody is a big fan of change. (laughs) I, for one, don't really love it, but I do love a good storm. I separate those things, but sometimes they're one in the same. If we think about wind in the Bible, the first time we ever see it mentioned is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, where the Bible says, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. Now, the word wind is not actually mentioned, but the word spirit there means a violent wind or a violent breath. It's my favorite passage of scripture because there's so much power found in there. I've mentioned it before and I will probably mention it again. There is so much to be downloaded out of that scripture. But this wind is blowing, just a violent eruption of wind over a black abyss. And out of that wind, we hear the words, let there be light. And the Bible says, and there was light. And you know the rest of the story of creation. I don't have time to go over it right now. But out of that wind was a direct result, which was change. And every time we see the wind blow, we see a change. That's what I want to talk to you about today. I wonder if you remember the scripture in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 8, where the Bible says, The wind blows wherever it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. I read one time a quote that said, What are you doing with the borrowed breath of God? Because it is the breath of God that is in your lungs. So when we read that part of the scripture that says, so is everyone who was born of the Spirit, that's exactly what that means. You were the Lord's from the beginning. He created you. And the breath that's inside of your body belongs to Him. And so when those winds of change begin to blow, you should have a response to that. And sometimes we refute it. We are afraid of what that change implies. None better than be compared with Peter who was found in the book of Matthew chapter 14, and he's in a boat and it is storming outside. And here comes Jesus just walking through the storm like it's no big deal. And Peter looks at him and he says, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out there. And of course, Jesus does. And so Peter gets out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water in this storm. 
And the Bible says in one version that he notices how boisterous that wind is. And he gets afraid and he begins to sink and he cries out, Lord, save me. The Lord reaches out his hand and he picks Peter up and he says, Peter, you have little faith. See that boisterous wind, it was loud. It was talking to him. It was talking back much like people do. I imagine when Peter got out of that boat, whoever's with him probably didn't just stand there looking. They probably had something to say. They probably said something along the lines of, um, hey, hello, Peter, uh, you don't walk on water. <laughs> Perhaps the Lord can, but you cannot. I mean, I know if I saw my friend getting ready to get out on the water where there's a humongous storm happening and there's probably sharks in there, I would say, uh, yo, you can't walk on the water. That would be my first reaction just like I'm sure it was theirs. Those naysayers were talking loudly, but the wind was talking even more loud. And Peter succumbed to the wind around him and he started to sink. But if Peter would have never got out of the boat, he would have been exempt from the greatest miracle of his life. Maybe it was the greatest. It's one of the greatest we read about. But he wouldn't have been able to tell people, listen, I've, I have walked on the water. I know that God can do the impossible. I wonder what kind of miracles you're being talked out of every day because you're afraid of the wind that is about to blow in your life or already is. Because you're afraid and, and people around you are telling, telling you, you can't do it, you can't accomplish it, it, it won't work, you can't make it. Or maybe it's your own thoughts that are against you and you're scared about what if and you're scared about what is And so you're talking yourself right out of a miracle that God is giving you by the winds of change that are blowing in your life. Listen, nobody knows about that more than me. My life was literally flipped upside down. If you ever watch the old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and you hear that song, (laughs) my life was flipped upside down. I identify with that quite well. But it was out of those winds of change that God birthed new things in me that I necessarily, uh, I would not have necessarily done had I not been put in that position that I had to allow that wind of change to take place. Sometimes we spend so much time bucking the wind of change that we miss what God's trying to bless us with. Sometimes we have to embrace that wind. Because you were not designed to stay in one season forever. You ever notice the Bible says that nature bears witness to the Lord? It bears witness to that very thing. We're in the fall season right now and it's gorgeous outside. And there's nothing like seeing those beautiful leaves when they change and and they seem to rain down from the sky. They're just beautiful. And that season I feel like God painted just for us to remind us that sometimes when seasons change, It may not be exactly what we want, but it's still beautiful in its own right. The season that's coming up is one that I dread. I hate winter. It's it's terrible to me, full of death and cold and sad. But it's through that that God is going to birth new life. Spring is around the corner, even though it's just now fall. Truly, it goes so fast. Seasons change. Our lives change, and that's okay. And sometimes the circumstance around us seems impossible. I'm reminded in the book of Acts where the Bible says, and there came a sound of a mighty rushing wind. How loud was that wind that people that weren't even in the upper room could hear it? It was so loud, but not 
everyone was privy to that, that sound. And I say that because Jesus said in Matthew 13, 13, therefore I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Sometimes we have to have our ears yielded to what the Lord is saying to us in order to gain what he's trying to give us. Sometimes we have to have our eyes yielded to what the Lord is trying to show us. And it can't always be our way. Even though we feel like we've got it all figured out, and even though we feel like we know what would be best, ultimately we don't. And I don't know about you, but the older I get in this life, the more I realize I never knew anything to begin with. And I'm still learning. And sometimes that can be almost a source of frustration. But the good thing is, is that we know the one who holds the whole world in his hand. And he knows everything from beginning to end. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. So what are you worried about? Why are you afraid of what seems impossible when we serve a God who does just that? I want to share a little story with you that I've shared many times over the years, but perhaps you don't know it. One time when my children were very small, my daughter was only about two and a half, three years old. My son was just a few years older than that. And he had asked me to make him a peanut butter sandwich. And I went into my kitchen to make him a peanut butter sandwich and I realized I did not have any peanut butter, nor did I have the money to go and buy any. Times were very tough back then, very tough. And it was one of those times in my life where I had to choose whether or not I bought peanut butter or I bought the bread because we weren't going to buy both. And so I didn't have it. And I cried. I did more than cry. I sobbed. And when I'm upset like that or I'm mad, I, I clean. That's what I do. That's my therapy. And so I go into the bathroom and I'm scrubbing the sink as hard as I can And I'm crying to the Lord. And sometimes you just do have to cry to him. Like Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Sometimes your cry has to reach up to the throne room. There was an old song we used to sing, your cries have awoken the master. And they will. Sometimes you've got to cry more than once. And I was in there just scrubbing away, just crying to beat the band. And my little girl came into the bathroom She flung that door open as hard as she could. And she put her feet as far apart as her shoulders are wide. And she said, Mommy, God lives in the impossible. And she walked right back into her bedroom to play. Now, I don't know if she heard that from somewhere. I don't know if someone, I don't know where it came from. But it it hit me like a lightning bolt. And I sobbed even more. And I begin to remind the Lord who he was. God, you are the maker of heaven and earth. You are the one that holds all time in your hand. You are my provider. You are my healer. You are my friend. You are my comfort. You are my source. And I sat in that bathroom just crying and scrubbing. About 20 minutes later, my doorbell rang. You don't have to believe me if you don't want to, but that doesn't make it any less true. I went to my front door and there was a little old lady from my church standing there. She looked at me and she said, Carrie, I believe the Lord told me to bring this to you. And she handed me a jar of Jif peanut butter. You know, the Lord doesn't give you halfway. She could have brought me the generic. She didn't. She brought me the good stuff. 
I stood there and just wept. And I said, he sure did. Can I just tell you that God knows what you need? And he has all the resources. But you've got to get out of that boat. You cannot be afraid of what God's called you to do. Because if he's called you to do it, he's already made provision. You know that. So I encourage you today, do not worry about the naysayers. Do not listen to that wind. The wind will lie to you. The naysayers will lie to you. But the Spirit of God in Himself is truth. And He will lead you if you will follow. I'm so glad you joined me today. Whether you're listening to me on iTunes or iHeart or Anchor or wherever, whatever platform, whatever country you're in, whatever continent you're on, I am so thankful that you're here today and I do not believe it was by accident. If you would like to reach out to me, please do so. You can email me at carryfoxstudios.com. I'm sorry, no, <laughs> carryfoxstudios at gmail.com. Once again, I'm not going back to edit because less is more. You know what I'm saying. And I believe you know what the Lord is saying to you. Get out of the boat.